Whiplash album I'd been looking for and a Cuddy Sark recently, but uh, oh shit, hang on, I gotta fucking press the got it button. Right, you got but, it, button? Uh, no, I got this uh, fucking email at like six in the morning when I got up the one day to go open the store, and it was like special prime deal, and it was sealed and new and everything. But I'm assuming it's one someone returned to Amazon for whatever reason because it was only eighty two dollars shipped. Oh, all right. Wow. Like 200 something dollar box set. Right, right. So I stole it basically. Hell yeah. <laughs> and that's what we are going to talk about today is stealing shit on Rat Cell Review. Yeah. Oh, I missed the memo. Right back. Kids, you can. Hello and welcome to Red Seller Review. We are live today. How is everybody doing? Pretty fucking good. How about you? I'm doing great. I so was far. doing good until I had to listen to one of the albums that we're reviewing today. Oh, you listened to them? Of course I did. Oh. Yeah. Well, one was very upsetting. I agree. <laughs> well, at least somebody listened to them because I didn't. Uh, no, I did. Um, uh, next on the McLaughlin Hour with Wayne Noon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, Lou? Doing good, doing good. Got some uh, actual uh, cool stuff in the mail this week. So as I mentioned uh, the previous week, that my copy of Journeys Generations came in the mail. Uh, the With the exception of Arrival, the Steve Augeri, uh lineup of Journey has been all but erased from the Journey catalog on streaming services, which I think is a damn shame because... I really like the material that he wrote with them. Yeah. I mean, I thought Arrival was good. I thought Generations was better. But uh, the, the the bridge between both albums was an actual four-song EP called Red 13. So this is not available on streaming media. But again, found it for cheap. So I was like, okay, I will take it. Gladly. What is what is this? Red 13? Is that the Red 13. The band? It's, it's, a, it's an actual EP. It's the only EP that journey ever released and it was released mm. independently originally but then i think they licensed it to frontiers mm. and as everyone knows the frontiers you know it's a it's a licensing deal you know mm. like they pay you to record the album they put it out it they market it for a couple of years and then boom out it goes mm. so uh but yeah this is a good one um i really mm. think the algeri lineup is uh highly overlooked you know um he was a good singer. Uh, I I liked what he did with Tall Stories. I like what he did with Journey. You know, it's a shame that his voice blew out. But, you know, that's what happens when you're pushing a guy to sing every night like Steve Perry for two and a half hours. You know, yeah. I mean, come on. You do yeah. the math. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know Steve, that's uh, why he left the band. No, he didn't leave the band. He was well, he asked to leave the band. Yeah, yeah. You know, a week and a half into the Journey Def Leppard tour of 2006, uh, he was replaced with Jeff Scott Soto, formerly of uh, 
Ingvay Malmsteen, Talisman, currently of uh, Sons of Apollo. Mm-hmm. He did and a great job, by the way. I yeah. saw one of those shows. So I heard, and Ralph Vieira was actually at the one in, in, in Florida, and he said that was the last time that he was interested in a singer for Journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, December 20, 2006, they announced him as the new singer. And then five months later, he got the boot, you know, because <laughs> of uh, creative differences. <laughs> He's, he's pretty open about why he got sacked and he still ain't too happy about it. The interview was pretty funny though. <laughs> but uh, another uh, CD that I got in the mail. Now this is not a metal album whatsoever. In fact, it's a movie soundtrack. Um, I am a John Hughes fanboy. I, I love the breakfast club. That I is watched my... Mr. Mom this morning. You watched Mr. Mom. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I, you know, that, that is my favorite film that he's ever done, but my favorite script that he's ever done is this one, some kind of wonderful. Mm. And it's not really a memorable soundtrack. I mean, it's okay. But Mm. the reason why I wanted the album is because it's the only way I can listen to turn to the sky from the March violets. Cause that's not available on any streaming media service whatsoever. And I absolutely love that song. And if anybody remembers our discussion with Goth Dad last year, Dusty Gannon of Vision Video, the drummer of the March Violets is now his drummer in Vision Video. So shout out to Dusty and shout out to uh, everyone at Vision Video. I hope you guys have a great spring summer tour. I know they're coming to the Northeast to a goth night, I think a three night goth night in New Jersey. Because oh, really? as cool. all the goth snow, uh, you know, you go to New Jersey for goth night. I, <laughs> I mean, I. Uh, Where else do you go? Hey, man, there, there's a lot of stuff like that down there, though. I mean, there's the magazine, Weird and NJ, all kinds of shit. Jersey's a cool spot. Gets a bad rap. Well, no, I mean, Jersey right now is like probably got the most burgeoning independent metal club, Dingbats in Clifton. So you know, good for them. And. Uh, that would be a cool venue to play one day, Wayne, but uh, we'll have to wait and see if that opportunity ever comes up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of vision video, they're actually looking for touring musicians. They didn't find them yet? I, I'm not sure. Last time I saw a post from him, it was uh, about touring musicians. So, yeah. I don't know. But I know so, that happening. We got to have him back on the show, though, because I do have the new album and uh, we got to talk to him about it. Yes. Yes. Good so stuff. Good. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Greg, what did you get? I heard you got something cool. Actually, you're wearing a shirt from uh, something that you got. Yeah, I mean, I, I can go grab it real it's quick. Right. You don't have to. You can tell. Yeah, I got the uh, Celtic Frost Dance Macabre box set, which has all their noise material on it, uh, with the exception of Cold Lake, which is never going to get reprinted. And that's we do good... not talk about the Cold Lake. But uh, <laughs> no, it was really cool. They did them all on colored vinyl. Uh Tom went back and remastered them and all. It comes with this cool 40-page book, uh, a pin, and then a heptagram USB drive you can put in your computer, and it's got all the songs on it. But uh, they even did the rare singles and the EPs, too. It's pretty cool. That's nice. I used to have that cassette of the shirt. Actually, I have that. Uh, uh, Emperor's Return. Yeah, I used to have um, a sweater of that, too. A long sleeve. I, I have this T-shirt three different versions of it on vinyl now yeah. my and wife didn't like uh like this shirt so I, I couldn't wear it anymore i love the shirt so did i, I. Would, 
<laughs> I used to have the SOD album with Celtic Frosted Flakes on it. Oh, bigger than the devil. Yeah. Yes. I really got into that one. Yeah, that one was them reaching. I it's, mean, it's, do you, a it's lot of the, it's like, younger fans seem to like it a lot. Um, I mean, it's okay. And as much as I enjoyed the tour in 2001, SOD should have stayed a one-shot deal. Um, mm-hmm. That whole reunion and the album kind of took away the specialness of it a little bit. Yeah. For me, anyway. Yeah, there's a whole, like, apparently after um, Speak English or Die came out, uh, Billy Milano was apparently expecting Charlie and Scott to leave Anthrax and got burnt at the fact that they went back to Anthrax and did Among the Living. I'm like, what'd you think? I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they were moving forward with anthrax. Uh, Danny was just getting real exposure with nuclear assault around that time, you know. Yeah, and and, and you know, I love the first SOD album. I mean, you know, probably oh, great. yeah, I mean, probably one of my favorite. I mean, I, I'd hate to call it a novelty a- a album because there are a lot of funny things about that record but i mean you know it, it is a crossover thrash hardcore record and you know i mean stuff like that the chromags you know i i love that stuff growing up so i you know a proud fan and carnivore so you yeah. know um but then when they released uh bigger than the devil you know there was a lot of anticipation on it on, on college loud rock radio i mean you know they they were pushing it and you know i i just kind of felt like the by 1999, it was just a different world, you know. I mean, I and 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 I, I don't care about things being dated or whatever, but it's just like it didn't have the same effect. It didn't have the same shock effect that Speak English or Die did. Well, so, and and I just the shock effect. I mean, you, you know, musically, it, it doesn't have that same fire that Speak English or Die did either. It was a weird decision to do so much later on down the line. Yeah, I prefer the EP Seasoning the Obese to the album um, Seasoning the Obese. I prefer that to Bigger Than the Devil, to be quite honest. Especially that Manowar tribute, Raise Your Swords. (laughs) Uh, Actually, Bigger Than the Devil was the first album I heard. And I I thought it was cool, but uh, the other one, I like the other one too. Um, Um, The first song I ever heard from them was Ram It Up which was a non-LP track <laughs> from the Megavolt compilation. I think the best track I ever heard from them was Premenstrual Princess Blues. <laughs> Honestly, to this day, my favorite one is still Freddy Krueger. He's coming for you. What will you do? He'll slash you. He'll cut you. He'll rip you in two. <laughs> but oh, I think, come on. Uh... That, that doesn't beat Irving. Where are my maxi pads? <laughs> I think wow, uh, am I the only one that uh, finds that funny? Okay, I don't, fine. I don't I'm want some milk. I'm My coffee grows cold. I want some milk. I should have been told. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Charlie and uh, and Scott made a better choice, you know, staying with the anthrax. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, I don't think I, SOD would have really to made be it. honest. I like a lot of those initial crossover albums but there isn't very much you can do with that style and a lot of those bands i really don't enjoy more than their first couple albums just because it's 
the same fucking thing over and over and over. Well, that's why I'm glad Carnivore had two albums that do not sound alike, and they only have two albums. Oh, yeah. That's it. What do you got in your hand there? Something orange keeps popping up. Orange? Yeah, and Greg. Oh, and Greg? It's not oh, orange. I, oh, I guess oh. the way it comes up on the screen. There no product placement under that salad review. You look like he was getting blown by a puppet or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, not this one. <laughs> uh, Freaky Muppets cost money. <laughs> oh my right, god, that reminds me of that MTV two show Wonder Shows, and oh god, uh, it was making me think of Meet the Feebles. But oh, all right, the first X rated pup. No, that was not the first X rated puppet movie. The first X rated puppet <laughs> movie was called Let My Puppets Come. Yes, and it's unfortunate we both know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need Jesus. Anyways, oh, boy. Uh, so anyway, uh, there's oh, five people. I, in, what? What? I got that a Cuddy Sark album and Whiplash's Ticket to Mayhem. Oh, Cuddy Sark. Uh, what happened with that show you were supposed to do? Uh, John had some things come up, and then the one week I got called in, it just hasn't worked. Saturday's not really the best day for me, but we're gonna make it work because I really want to talk about them. Yeah. One day, hopefully. Uh, we have five people watching in the chat. So uh, if you're here and you're watching us uh, do this show, come into the chat room and say something. I don't know. Just say how stupid we are, whatever, whatever. But today's topic is about Black Sabbath. Music is like podcast says hi. It's Lou. Lou, it's you. We know That's you're at me. least one of those five people. But uh, today is about Black Sabbath. The band versus heaven, he- heaven and hell. The band, not heaven and hell. The Black Sabbath album, but this is the uh, the last albums of basically of Black Sabbath. Thirteen and heaven and hell with uh, Ronnie James Dio, the devil you know. Uh, and the reason why I, I brought, we are doing this because last week we did our least favorite albums, and Lou, you mentioned thirteen was one of your least favorite albums, the Black Sabbath. It is my least favorite album from Black Sabbath. I put Forbidden over it. I put the yeah. bootleg live at last over it. Um, yeah, no, th- this uh, just just wait till I have to say what I have to say. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to be brutally honest right now. And right? I'm going to get a lot of hate. So uh, I'd like to uh, accept my uh, nomination as a member into the Play a Haters Club. So uh, hate, 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 hate. Like I I said in the chat, none of us here actually, you know, worked on the album. I don't think anybody watching is working on the album either. Uh, Texas Troy. Oh, man, I thought it was the albums. Hands down, Heaven and Hell would have won. Yes, of course it would have won. But that's too easy. We can't do easy things. We have to do things that make us miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 13 is a rough listen, man. Uh, Yeah, 13... I don't. All right. So we were talking about this in the chat earlier today. And, and even uh, Lou, you brought it up how how bad the production is. Yeah. And I, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to stop you right there, you son of a bitch, because I'm going to make <laughs> a fucking point. Yes. <laughs> Ruben's production is always very dry. However, on Rain and Blood, most likely because it was an analog recording, you can still right. hear everything pretty clearly. This is compressed the bejesus and back so bad when Iomi really kicks in with the guitar, it drowns out everything else. On the, the one tune, Zeitgeist, the one that sounds like a mix of Planet Caravan and Solitude, which is another complaint I'll get to fucking later. Um, the, an acoustic guitar added for ambiance should never drown out the vocals. 
I mean, right. come on, man. Hey, you can't say it's his dry production. This is brick walled like a little bitch. Right. No, it is. And I even reading, I was reading reviews about it. I, I listened to the ad when it first came out and that was about it. I didn't really get my attention that much, you know, over that or whatever. And then listening to it on the way home earlier in my car and on better speakers or whatever, I, I do hear what you hear. And, uh, but I don't, I don't feel like it's that bad. Like I said, all, and like you mentioned, Rick Rubin's productions all sound like that. It basically sounds like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers doing a Black Sabbath album to me. And no, it does. I don't know if you haven't heard the last few Red Hot Chili Pepper albums. This sounds like Black Sabbath. <laughs> it does sound like a Black Sabbath. Ideas from the 1970s, desperately trying right. to throw something out to appease fans and make some fucking money. Right. You know, they're, that's, they're, that's all it is. They like. It's it's funny you guys took a different meaning at least favorite than I did because I fucking hate this record. If I, if I pick a Sabbath <laughs> album, that would probably be forbidden. But I this is bad. This is nowhere near a favorite. I mean, it's definitely a money grab album, um, Sharon. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I can't call it a Black Sabbath album produced by Rick Rubin. I call it a Rick Rubin album featuring Black Sabbath. Right. And, you know, and I mentioned before, I love a lot of records that Rick Rubin's produced. I love um, Rain and Blood. I love South of Heaven. I'm, almost all the Slayer stuff, with the exception of Diabolism and Musica, that had a couple of good songs on it, but I thought God Hates Us All. That was the last Slayer album that I can honestly listen to from start to finish. I love the stuff that he did really? with Chili Pepper. Just a personal preference. Huh. Just a personal preference. Um, I'm more of a Jeff guy than a Carrie guy. Um, no, I am too. And that's, I, I can barely stand the vast majority of God hates us all. It's just Carrie King spawn drivel. That's uh, I think the, when it came out, I mean, yeah, it came out on nine 11, but. Oh yeah. I still have the, I still have the promo poster. It's on nine 11, 2001 Slayer. God send death. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it was my my mom was in the hospital at the time recuperating from cancer so that album had a lot of meaning for me because i was really angry but um you know god rush your soul ma but the um as i was saying you know i i love the stuff that you did with the chili peppers i i love the album that he did with slipknot i even like death magnetic and i'm probably one of the few but you know i i i I'm only speaking for myself. I heard this and listen, Iomi, Tony Iomi is the reason why when I first heard them, Sabbath was the first band I ever remember hearing. And they were the band that to this day still made the most positive impression on me. And I heard this and I was like, this is not Iomi. You know, uh, Manny actually brought up a good point last week. He said, you know, if he wasn't going through his cancer treatments, do you think he would have put more efforts towards the uh, the the album? And I can look at it one or two ways. Yes, because he probably would have wanted to, you know, record an album that topped double, you know. But no, because it was a money grab. You know, I mean, if, if, if I was, you know, contractually obligated to do an album, I probably wouldn't put any effort towards it either. 
regardless if I was going through cancer therapy or not. So one thing I didn't know is they actually were starting to record this album before the devil, you know. Yes. And then it, they gave uh, you know they, about 10 years yeah. to reach completion. Yeah. Uh Texas Troy says uh 13 verse devil you know makes it much tougher. because uh, he thought it was the um the heaven and hell album uh in the span of their respective careers both albums are unfortunately a snore and that's hard to say uh who played drums on 13 the guy from rage against the machine why didn't they get another drummer i agree with that I, yes i agree with that too his drumming is boring it does not fit black sabbath at all it's lifeless yeah it is and um and actually greg you mentioned about how you can only hear like a couple drums but his drum set is only a few drums <laughs> yeah I, I thought it was drowned out just because of the bad distortion but okay now, now i get it yeah man yeah. God, that guy sucks <laughs> well he's he, yes he sucks for black Sabbath, but he's he's cool in rage against the machine and and he was good in audio slave too but that's the music man. that he's good with you know yeah he's not a he's not a great drummer you know he is he he's good for what bands that he's in but not for yes. black sabbath Shit, you're right. Who, who could have? Who else could they have picked though? That would have been better. I mean, yeah, I mean using the word "good" when you should be using "competent." Right. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I would have preferred Bill Ward, definitely. Of course. But if oh, you yeah. would, if you had included any of the past Sabbath drummers, Rodinelli, Singer, um, Apathy, you know, they would have been a good choice. Yeah. A, a, a good choice, also. I would have liked to have heard Tommy Clufetto's Ozzy's drummer and Rob Zombie's former drummer. Yes, Ozzy stole him from Rob Zombie's band. Fuck, I'd even take Cozy Powell. I mean, you know. I'll me. take the resurrected dead corpse of Cozy Powell and yep. have him on this album than ever listen to Brad Wilk drum for Black Sabbath. Ugh, I'd rather hear that. Uh, Troy says, bring back Cozy from the grave. Yeah, I mean, Al, you can work them like a puppet and get a better drum sound. <laughs> hey, King Diamond can take him to uh, Budapest, right? Yeah, and he can bring him out on stage. Rawr, scary cozy. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I do agree with the drumming being, you know, boring or whatever. And uh, but there are decent songs on here, I think. Anyway, no, there's, there's no, some there's songs. I, listen, cool. first of all, I want. I'm not a huge Black Sabbath fan. So for me, there's some songs on here that I do kind of like. They're not they're better than like the original Black Sabbath albums, but there are some decent you, songs. You know why you kind of like these songs? You know why parts of it sound decent to you? Because it, and I'll give Iomi, you know, because I love him and he was going through cancer. I give him a little bit of understanding, a little bit of leeway, but I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this today and I actually went through it twice as hard as that was thank god for pot but um anyway uh because i'm like you know maybe i was wrong that don't sound too bad or that don't sound too bad and then i'm listening to it i'm like wait a minute that's the riff in the middle part of wheels of confusion that's zero the hero yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah. planet caravan or yeah, it's a lot of rehashing of children old. of the grave he's just rehashing stuff and I, I think that's what frustrates me so much about this. And ironically, I can, oh, maybe not ironically, but I can understand why a lot of the critical reviews and shit like that were so positive because there are parts that sound 
a lot like a Sabbath album. I mean, fuck, the first song is a d- direct uh, reimagining of the self-titled track of off course. the album. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 track listing and the way it's set up is very much master reality. Um, mm. it, it's definitely, you know, your masses appeasing type thing. It's just a very lazy, very shitty written album and performance wise again give tony some leeway because i get the cancer treatments but the only one who even sounds like he wants to be on this album is geezer butler i agree with that <laughs> geezer it's probably- funny because when he kicks in with that fucking bass and starts noodling even during the guitar solo sections he just stands out because he's miles more with the fire than everyone else is on here and i mean granted you know with ozzy he sounds clear we all know he's been auto-tuning for years i never expected him to be the highlight anyway right right i'll give you that i would say geezer is the highlight of the album i just wish i liked the album but anyway yeah no it definitely could have been better um texas troy says even mickey d for a one-off, Mickey D would have been cool. I can't see him in Black Sabbath though, but um, that actually it'd be cool. interesting. Because um, I mean, he he he's got that that swing and shit. Um, he does. He, he could do some of the fuck the early jazz fusion jam band Sabbath stuff. He could bring that swing to it. Yeah, yeah listen be- listen to his drum break and sacrifice. That's you know perfect example. He's one of my favorite drummers, uh, and he and he also agrees with the yeah. It's recycled ideas and riffs trying to get uh, the old sound, but Sabbath always progressed from album to album, for better or worse. Never say die or forbidden. I like to correct him by saying reconstituted because it sounds like it was shit out. But anyways, <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't like this album at all? Uh, nope. <laughs> Either. All right. Put yeah. it to you this way, I will say. And I know I shit on this album when we reviewed it and I take back the negative that I said about it, but it makes Chameleon from Halloween sound like one of the greatest albums ever. Well, it is. Well, I enjoy Chameleon (laughs) now, but put it this way. Halloween's your favorite band. Sabbath is my favorite band. I'll take Chameleon any day over this POS. And, And straight up to Mr. Tom Fisher. Love you, guy. Love Celtic Frost. Totally agree with you that Cold Lake is the worst you could have ever done with Frost and needs to be forgotten. But it's certainly not the worst album ever released in heavy music because 13 exists. Yes. So take take yeah. heed. Take yeah. heed. So don't <laughs> be too hard on yourself, my friend. I'd rather yeah. listen to Diamond Heads All Will Be Revealed more than this album, Wayne. I'd rather listen to Jaguar. <laughs> this time and i mean that sounds like them trying to be billy squire <laughs> although i do like billy squire but that that jaguar record is fucking terrible uh texas troy said let's face it both albums suck but dio iomi geezer really? and the piece are a better lineup i you, you don't like devil you know huh troy interesting hmm. uh but this album sold a hundred thousand hundred thousand copies in the united kingdom and it's their only album to go number one on the Billboard charts in the United States. Wow. And, and to be honest, I'm not shocked. I mean, when, when you listen to something like uh, God is Dead, it's it's totally engineered right. to be uh, that regurgitated oatmeal pap to feed people, you know? 
you know what it is though for me when you listen to those early sabbath albums yeah a lot of the riffs repeat but they go somewhere yes these riffs go nowhere mm-hmm. at no, all and, and that's the other really frustrating thing about the way he reuses them in the songs they're thrown in in different spots like an easter egg or something to throw people a bone i guess but a lot of the time it doesn't fit although it's really hard to uh pick what uh, the differences between one song to another i mean yeah. i never thought i would ever hear black sabbath do something so monotonous i mean even though forbidden is a contract fulfiller and each get a grip totally reuses zero the hero on that one too actually come to think of it um there was at least some thought put into that record not a lot and some certain bad ideas but you, I'll even I'll go back to Cross Purposes, which I do like. But, you know, that was another one where they were trying to go back and recapture their past glories almost a little bit or to work in that 70s sound. But they did it within the context of the Martin years and they weren't repeating themselves. They were just trying to get a certain sound. And, you know, that came off a little bland, but at least there's some heart in it and a couple killer songs. This is just, if a greeting card was a Black Sabbath album, it would definitely be 13. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a shame because, like, you know, you listen to it the one time and you really don't remember any of the songs except for God is Dead, which I always remember that song. Are we going through the tracks or we were going to, but I, I don't think absolutely we fucking not. I don't think I mean, there's any reason to, but you can, whatever you got to say, go ahead. I mean, end of the beginning, it's technical ecstasy trying to be redone in the vein of the first album and it fails. God is dead. Thank is probably you. The- That's the riff from dirty women. That's the one I couldn't figure out. Thank you. No worries. God yeah. is dead is probably the one song that doesn't sound like a previous album, but it's still not good by a long shot. Loner is NIB meets Air Dance. It is. And Air Dance is a far superior song. Zeitgeist, Planet Caravan's runt that they threw out of the litter. I couldn't make it through the whole song. Age of Reason, Solace Dribble. And by the way, Brad Wilk is a shit drummer. If they were going (laughs) to replace Bill Ward, oh, I already said that. Again, they should have gotten the reanimated corpse of Kazi Powell. Fuck Brad Wilk. (laughs) Live Forever. Okay. Overusing the fuck out of the tritone on every song doesn't make it a Black Sabbath album. It makes it a facsimile of one and a shitty one at that. And seriously, it's bad enough GNR ripped off Zero the Hero with Paradise City. Why is the Riff Master General ripping himself off with this shit show? Fuck this song and fuck this album. Damaged Soul. Iomi does better blues rock with Glenn Hughes. See Seventh Star or the two albums, the Iomi albums that he did with him. This is bland, dull, boring, limp, and limp-dicked. By the way, fuck this song, too. (laughs) Dear Father, this is the song Sabbath Goes Into the Great Beyond. Please, point me in the direction so I can point a bazooka. (laughs) The production is nowhere up to par. Eh, I could skip all that part. Um, I mean, there's just really no ownership of the band here. It's like I said before, it's a Rick Rubin album featuring Black Sabbath. 
Um, you know, I mean, it's possible that they were under some contractual obligation to write these songs because there's just no effort or heart behind them. And that pains me to say, because I is my freaking hero. Right. No, I will not put the blame. I, I will not put the blame on him. I will not put the blame on Tony Iommi. And this is where I'm going to get hate. I will put the blame on Ozzy and his bloody carcass. I mean, wife, Sharon. Uh, Ozzy sharing 50% of the Sabbath trademark with Naomi makes as much sense as Ozzy claiming he wrote all the music on Bark at the Moon. <laughs> Ozzy yeah. stated in an interview that it didn't feel like it was the band situation. He even said Bill Ward was missed. This is where I lost all respect for Ozzy because he was the one in interviews um, saying that Bill couldn't cut it because of health issues and that he was overweight. Pot, me kettle. Bill didn't need a metronome when I saw him play, but you sure as shit needed a teleprompter every time you sang. The issue with Bill Ward and the Osborne camp, and this is fact, it's been going on since Ozfest 2005 because Ward almost didn't sign on to do that because the contract was crap. Correct. And, you know, I mean, the fact that Sharon even bended for him. And that goes a lot to show you about what she thinks of Bill Ward. Um, in my opinion, this makes Forbidden look like Born Again. And having Brad Hammer and Sickle fanboy Wilk on drums makes for a shitstorm of a performance. I don't care what anyone says. He's a hack drummer and his primary band are the biggest grifters since Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> In terms of Ozzy's place in music history, let's not get it twisted. The ironic thing is that with the exception of a few lyrics that Ozzy wrote with Sabbath, which in total may equate to one full complete album, Ozzy only wrote melodies. Yeah, it's hard to create melodies, but it's even harder to write lyrics around melodies if you don't know how to write lyrics in the first place. So Geezer should get more praise for being able to write for the human equivalent of Reverend Jim from Taxi. <laughs> I'm glad somebody got that. Sharon only looks out for it. her meal ticket, which is Ozzy. But in all honesty, she must have had so much invested in this that you could have had, you could have shit in a paper plate and called it Sabbath with Ozzy and it would have sold. I'm glad I didn't buy this album. I'm glad I never owned it. And I'm glad I never had to listen to it again. Fuck 13. <laughs> I just took a quick glance at my cup. It's from McDonald's. I thought it said the car, uh, the Cardi B and Ozfest. <laughs> <laughs> but it says offset <laughs> but talking about ozzy it looked like it said Ozfest. uh i'll agree yeah. with you i'm sorry man i just got such a beef with this album I, hey I, I get it. it's your favorite band so i i totally get it i i expected more you know you, you you, when you because hold it's a, your your idols you know and you expect them to come out with this no no I, album. I don't have idols iomi was my hero you know what i mean i mean right you know, I mean, uh, he, he he and again, I met the guy and he was such a gentleman mm. and I just I felt so bad for him because I felt he got suckered into this. Yeah, he probably did. Um, Texas Troy says, uh, where did I leave off? Uh, put Martin Birch on production and any other drummer in 13 wins. <laughs> He's <'cause> dead because <laughs> Ozzy is the man. Uh, you put heaven and hell, mob rules, and dehuma dehumanizer up against the devil, and you know it doesn't compare. And I love the channel, especially this broadcast belongs to them. But tonight, I actually have time to talk some music. Thank you, I appreciate that. And uh, I may think devil, I may think the devil you know is boring, but Lou hates thirteen. Damn, maybe a little, just a little bit. 
<laughs> I I concur. Crap. Uh, yeah, it, it's not the best album, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, sandwich. <laughs> Two word review. Oh, Spinal Tap. Uh, and then the other album is uh, Heaven and Hell. The Devil You Know. It's the uh, the last uh, album that they did with Ronnie James Dio. Also, Dio's um, last album. Yeah, Ever. Yeah. But oh, I yeah, love right. I love Texas Troy's response. God damn! <laughs> uh, yeah, Sam like the... talking about Master of Puppets, Lou. Uh, that's how you feel about Master of Puppets? No, just that one sanitarium song specifically. I mean, I really do feel like that's the record that killed creativity and mainstream like thrash and stuff, just because. It's so mediocre. Like I can't believe it gets rated the greatest thrash album of all time. But that's that's where my frustration really comes in with that. Is I wish people would open their minds more. I like Master, but it's definitely not in my top ten of. It's just a curve Ride the Lightning. I mean, and I love Ride. That's that's the one album that's a true classic. That's my favorite Metallica album. But we're talking about Sabbath. Sorry, that's right. Uh, Murphy Murphy Full Fate is back. Hey, Murphy Full Fate. He has been on the show in a while. Uh, Sabbath, Sabbath are gods to me, but today they are more characters being played than a band. Love the band, but I tuned out a long time ago. However, I saw Heaven and Hell, and it was awesome. I saw Heaven and Hell too on the uh, Metal Masters tour with the uh, Judas Priest and. Motorhead. That was such a great show. I saw them with Megadeth, United Abominations tour. So that was when they first reunited then. Yeah, that was when they did the three songs on the Dio years. Which uh, is better than the 13. <laughs> yeah. Actually, to, to be honest, I do like The Devil You Know, but um, I don't know. Ear in the Wall from that comp I like better than anything on The Devil You Know, I think. Well, maybe not. Eating the Cannibals is fucking killer. It is a good song. So let's just get into the album, Devil You Know. Um I, I I thought I liked it more when it first came out, and then after listening to it recently, I mean, you guys talk about how bad the production is on thirteen. I feel like this is a little bit muddy production as well, but not as bad as thirteen. It, it's a little better, and it does feel it has an old school feel to it, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of how like their style changed on um, uh, not Heaven and Hell. What's the next that Mob Rules? Mob Rules, yeah, yeah. I have a little bit of Mob Rules feel to this album. You guys feel the same? Yeah, 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 it does feel like yeah. a continuation of Mob Rules almost. Like, not really so much by passing Dehumanizer, right. but just... It feels like the next thing that would come after Mob Rules. I think this one is way better than Dehumanizer, honestly. Well, let's also face facts. This album didn't have the black cloud over it like Dehumanizer did. Mm-hmm. No, you know, it didn't. And it we, was also written organically between all the members who were working on the album, you know. Right. It was- leftover stuff and then put together oh i did sorry i gotta go back to 13 for a second because i was gonna pick up on something lou had said about sharon and the record company 13 is the bad english of the black sabbath catalog put together by suits in a fucking office but anyway back to the devil you know (laughs) wow he compared it to bad english When I see you die, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you all must die. Call right. me by my goth name, Nightbane. 
<laughs> I just want to say though, I did see the Radio City show. I was there, and that was amazing. Oh, killer! I think we talked about that before, actually. I you think we I, must have talked about it in the Dio episode. Uh, Texas Troy said, "Wow, that's a bold statement, Greg." Well, you know, <laughs> like Lou was saying, Dehumanizer had a, a black cloud over it. And I mean, there's good tunes on it. But, you know, even with Mob Rules, that for all intents and purposes, we'll say is a uh, speedier album than Heaven and Hell. There's a little less variety on it. That was one of my problems with Dehumanizer is it didn't have the variety of either of the two previous albums and it kind of just goes in one direction down into the muck there's some good songs on it but not everything works for me and it gets a little monotonous i i don't hate it i don't think it's a bad album but it's also um, released around that period of time where like metal's getting kind of like who cares about metal anymore well and it and it was something that started originally with tony martin and then I'd, I'd also throw cross purposes in in kind of the same situation. They were really treading water during that period. Mm-hmm. Tony and Geezer were. I think Geezer took some unfair shots at him with the Give Up the Ghost song. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, they weren't trying to do something inorganic. They were trying to keep it authentic and both cross purposes and dehumanizer i think are a little little too overbaked it's not that necessarily they're bad albums it's just they don't stand up to a lot of the other stuff that they've done but black sabbath is a band that mostly has great albums so you know i it, do love it, the martin era but i can be objective yeah but yeah i mean it's tough when you're trying to compare stuff because when I say it's bad, I don't mean it's fucking, you know, OU812 awful. Just for Sabbath, it isn't the top of their game. It wasn't. It was them trying to survive where they thought it could work. So, uh, but I, it's funny you're talking about like the fast songs on Dehumanizer. I can only think of three. There's that end breaking um, computer god. There's TV Crimes and Time Machine. Other than that, yeah, it's a dirgy album. Troy says uh, the song I Alone Destroys Anything on the Devil. You mean the song I? I Alone is a live song. The song I Alone Destroys Anything. Yeah, that that was one of the songs off that album I used to play with my Dio tribute, and that always got a huge reaction. Hmm. I is a great song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't remember it. Uh, I can almost, uh, not, yeah, I can't remember that song. Oh, okay. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a huge Black Sabbath man. Uh, so, you know, my knowledge of Black Sabbath is very little. Fair enough. I, I'm ju- just, that was a more popular one. And it's a, I have a the big, albums right there. I'm not lying. Very hooky riff. I was just surprised. But anyway, <laughs> not all, in all fairness, up. my knowledge of Halloween was very little before we did the discography. So, hey. Yeah, yeah. One day we should really get into Black Sabbath. And although you know, Ralph and, and Troy just mentioned Ralph. Uh, you know, his his whole channel was based on Black Sabbath and, and Kiss and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. I don't want to rehash what other people have already done. Yeah, I oh, think people I, have been talking about Sabbath for years. Yeah. You can't let a, let that hold us back if we want to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, the devil, you know, 
like I, I said, I mean, there are some cool songs in here. What's that song? Um, damn, I had the thing open and I lost it talking to uh, everybody. Eating the Cannibals? Is that the one you were talking about? Eating the Cannibals. And then there was another song. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Bible Black. Oh, Bible Black is great. Yeah, that, I think that was the first single release off that album, and, and that that one like instantly, I was yeah. like, "All right, this album's gonna be fucking awesome," you know. Seriously, if if we're talking, you know, Sabbath singles with Dio, that that is their yeah. their best single since Die Young from Heaven and Hell. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, you know, most of this album, this album's very um, very doomed. You know, it's it's even more doom probably than some of the Black Sabbath stuff is, uh, especially like it the is. first half. Of the, well, yeah, it's a little too much at points. It's, yeah, too much. And then I'm I'm thinking maybe if this album was rearranged in a different order because there there are faster songs, and I think maybe if it was a little bit more spread out more evenly, where it maybe a fast song and a slow song, slow song and a faster song to speed up the album a little bit and pace things out a little bit better, I think it would have been a better album. But I think the way it's done. It's just everything is slow for like the first four, almost five songs of the album. So you're not a fan of the sequencing then? I don't think so. I think that's what kills the album. Mm. I can I can see that. I mean, for I don't, me, I don't think there's really any like it's not a concept album, right? Mm-mm. No, so it wouldn't really really matter what order the songs are in. So I think maybe if the songs were in a better order, it would have been a better album. Just hearing it this way, it's just like okay, I need to hear something a little bit faster at this point. It gets there, but it just takes forever. Yeah. No, I definitely get what you mean. Yes, but I, God, I, I don't have the copy of it in front of me and I can't remember. I know the second song is Fear, but uh, what's the first one? Adam and Fire. Uh, Adam and Evil. Adam and Evil. Yeah, those. Uh, that was one of the things I thought first listening to it when I, I said in the chat earlier, wow, this actually isn't... Um, you know the nearly perfect album i remember it being and it's yeah. uh yeah and that's a perfect example there where that really needed to change speeds between those two songs and it doesn't mm. but the third one uh bible black bible black is the third one. Bible black. yeah i mean it, that that picks it up well picks up the pace and it's a great song mm. and then yeah. the that follows that is okay too. I can't remember the name of that either. Uh, Double the pain, rock and roll angel. That one's okay. Uh, the angel one sucks. Mm. That's uh, that, well. It, it almost I sounds should, like a, a deal. Actually, like a, a, the thing that's interesting about rock and roll angel is the whole reason I got into Soundgarden originally was because Louder Than Love, Ultra Mega OK kind of sounded like them riffing on Black Sabbath and doing something different. Rock and Roll Angel almost sounds like Sabbath's take on Soundgarden. Right. But where they screw it up is not the transitions in that tune are kind of clunky, and that's Mm -hmm. what ruins it for me. It's not out-and-out terrible, but... Mm -hmm. uh, kind of stops you dead in a couple spots when you're listening to it because you know what i mean the parts i'm talking about where it really doesn't move into the uh not necessarily lower part but the different pacing very uh well it just feels like it never gets to something yeah yeah um but i even feel like some of these songs like maybe rejected songs from like dio solo band in a way you know some of them don't feel like like a like a black Uh, sabbath type song to me yeah, the the one that follows eating the cannibals. Uh, what is it? Uh, follow the tears. 
follow the tear. That sounds like a, a B side to something from Strange Highways. That was the one that made me really yeah. think of that. Like, wow, this sounds like a Dio song that didn't make the cut and they tried to revamp it. But that's, yes. that's the only <laughs> tune on here that I will actually say is a song I outright dislike. I think it's a clunky bad track. I feel like they redid Hide in the Rainbow. Yes. But I still love Follow the Tears. I'm sorry. I like that song. <laughs> I like them hey, both. Th- that's cool. I, I kind of figured you would say you like that one because you really like that era of Dio solo, and I'm not really much of a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just the one tune on here that really did not do it for me. Yeah. Um, Troy agrees the album was very slow, and uh, especially when you think Dio is fronting the band, you want faster songs. Uh, and said you can't even blame their ages for the slow tunes because just listen from live from Radio City Music Hall, they destroyed that set. And he's, he's right. It's like, you know, you would think that, you know, of course they're slowing down because they're age, but no. Yeah, I mean, Neon Nights, you, it, it's meant to be played fast. Right. You can't play that song slow. Or falling off the edge of the world. That's probably why I like eating the cannibals so much. <laughs> uh, Breaking into Heaven's a good one too, the ending song. Really? Yeah, I think so. if I'm maybe I'm not thinking of the right song the way you just well, said that. It uh, it it's, it's hard to remember. Track. Like some of these songs, some of these songs, yes, I do remember, but then some of them it just have, uh, like, it, they, I get lost. I would have swapped "Breaking Into Heaven" with uh, "Nevermore." Isn't that what it's called? Yes, no, "Nevermore." Nevermore. Yeah, yeah. I like that song. I just I think the position should have been swapped there. The other one does not work as a uh, closing track. Yeah. What about you, Lou? I can't say a bad thing about any of the songs on it. I mean, I listened to it when it first came out and, you know, and you could say that I was biased because, you know, I love Sabbath. Mm-hmm. But, you know, having listened to it again in preparation for this episode, I still feel the same way now as I did then. To me, this is the last real, true, good Sabbath album. Um, you know, I gave 13 a zero out of zero, out of 10, sorry. Um, I give this a nine out of 10. You know, I mean, is it perfect? No. Do I prefer Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules? Yes, I do. But um, I'm not going to take away from the fact that I hear effort in this album. I hear greatness in the performance i mean it's what i wanted out of um out of sabbath with dio and you know i i really like Vinny's drumming on this i feel like it's captured his best performance and maybe that's because you know production in 2009 was better i mean we didn't have to go with with all the compression that we've been dealing with in the past 13 years of music so there was still something organic sounding about it um I you feel know. like he takes a lot more chances on this than he usually does, though. He does, yeah, I agree. Does some things that are a little different from his normal repertoire that I thought was really cool. Because I agree, I think it's his best performance too. Uh, I one thing I'll say is that Sabbath does faster songs with Dio, uh, probably better. I, I what's the fastest? I think the fastest song that Sabbath did with Ozzy was probably "Symptom of the Universe." 
So, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously that wasn't Ozzy's forte. It was more Dio's forte, but it works, you know, being able to show those dynamics of faster songs and slower songs. I, it just, it worked for me. So, you know, it was a, it was a great swan song for the band, even though I know they wanted to write more. Um, it made up for Dehumanizer, you know, yeah, I mean, r- rather than go out with this than, than Dehumanizer. And again, I love that album, but as far as consistency goes, this is, this is a keeper. Hmm. Should it have the Black Sabbath name on it? Should it have? Yeah. Well, now you're going into a whole legal issue with that. Hmm. Uh, I mean, part of the reason why um, they call themselves Heaven and Hell was because, you know, when Ozzy caught wind of the fact that Iomi wanted to revive the Sabbath name, um, well, I mean, technically the name was revived with the Dio years because they were still right. Black Sabbath at that time. Right. And then that's when Iomi got the shit suit out of him for 50% of the trademark, you know, and Sharon had to put, put in that bullshit claim in the courts that, uh, the way it was worded, Sabbath faced their least successful period when Ozzy was not in the band while Ozzy was still selling out arenas. So he should be entitled to 50% of the name because he's the draw. And somehow in a court of law, the, the jury decided in favor of Sharon. Somebody got paid off. You think? <laughs> they do, the one guy out of the whole band that contributed the least gets 50%. Yeah, and, and again, va- validating Ozzy, I mean, I should have known that there was nothing valid about him when if you look in the album uh, liner notes, of Bark at the Moon, all songs written by Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, Bull yeah. fucking shit. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's just Ozzy, and it pains me to say this because I mean, I, I, I think the stuff that he did with Sabbath and you know his first four solo albums, at least, perfect albums, but. Mm. I liked Ultimate Sin. I was, you know, I, I was six when I heard it. So um, I like Ultimate Sin far more than Moon, but well, uh, I well, wouldn't yeah. call either of those perfect. I mean, I grew up with Ozzy too, but he, even with his run and Sabbath, you know, I, I like all the records, but uh, like Sabotage, for example, I've never thought was the top of their game. Really? That's funny that you mentioned that because Sabotage, uh, people ask me what my favorite Sabbath album is. And I say, well, it's usually a cross between that or volume four. It depends on which day you ask me. I've, I've noticed a lot of people say that. And I mean, I, I love Sabbath, but that is the first album where the cracks start to show. Really? You think more so that album than Technical Ecstasy? Oh, it, it goes much further on Technical Ecstasy, but... Uh... Yeah, you, you can tell that, I mean, the anger and the frustration puts out some good stuff like Symptom of the Universe and uh, The Ritz, but Megalomania is not that great of a song, man. I 
I do enjoy that song. I just I can I can enjoy it, but I mean you're talking coming off of four perfect albums. Five. Mm. You know and, what it was? I mean, Sabotage was the first album cassette I ever got with my own money. So that I I I think it in my situation, timeline is everything. So I'm, you know, I remember when I first put Sabotage in, what's the first song on that hole in the sky? And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, where the hell did this riff come from? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I could say that maybe my bias is because I love that song so much. Um, I definitely prefer Sipping of the Universe on Speak of the Devil than I do on Sabotage. You know, I thought... You know what's funny about that? There's actually two Sabbath songs that I like more on Speak of the Devil than the original Sabbath versions. Uh, one of them, Symptom of the Universe. I'm going to guess the other one is Never Say Die. Yes. I'm good. <laughs> God, Never Say Die, the original album version, sounds so bad. Yeah, it could have been better, but I mean, that did have some killer Dude, tracks. Oh, no, Never Say Die has some great songs on it, but specifically the title track, you know, what they're singing about and the fact that it's supposed to be speedier and all this, they sound like they're on life support on that tune. Yeah, I think they inhale the helium a bit too much. I'm not talking cocaine. I'm talking actual and helium. It, and then it jumps into Junior's Eyes, which is, a, or wait, is Johnny, Johnny Blade, Blade, actually. Johnny Blade, Johnny Blade and then Junior's Eyes, which are both amazing tunes. Yeah. I, 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 I will, you know what? I, I said it and I stick to it. I still, I, I still think sabotage is, it's one of my favorites. So I, which I, is I'll, fine. I, I just think all you guys are bonkers. <laughs> we are, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but yeah, Wayne, I, I love this album. It's, um, yeah. I didn't think you'd like it that much. You didn't like it that much. I didn't think you would like it that much. I don't know. Why would you say that? that? I don't know. I just, I, I just, I don't know. Cause it's like a modern sounding, I guess. I, I don't know. You know it's, what it is? There's not much for me. There's not much there to say, Oh, what's that as much as you like it. Think about it. It's 2009. What's popular in 2009 fallout boy, secondhand serenade, all the warp tour bands, you know, and like all the, a lot of, I'm glad I did a lot of drugs and cameras. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't do drugs. I don't remember that stuff. And you never did drugs, you fool. Anyways, uh, I said I don't oh, he drugs. lost his mind with his hair. So, but you know, it was also like all the metal bands coming out with the freaking tattooed necks and all that stuff going. Ugh. It's like, all right, oh, all right. Take, take it easy, favorite, Junior. Godsmack. <laughs> no, I do have the albums though. Uh, Troy, Troy uh, agrees that uh, it should have been called Sabbath, uh, but he uh, he's still. Cons- he still considers it a Sabbath album, uh, and he's, he's right. Uh, he says yeah. you're right, Lou, with the legal side. I still consider it a Sabbath album, and I don't give a damn what the Osborne say. And then uh, Murphy, o- Ozzy, and Sharon are perfect for each other. She's nothing without him, and he's nothing without her. And then Troy says uh, Black Sabbath as a band was oblivious to the business side. Look at all the mistakes made; they seem to be totally disconnected. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. And Murphy says uh, he likes Ultimate Sin and DSW, that tour. Great. Uh, and Troy, I disagree. Megalomania is a classic. I'll even go far as to say the two Iomi. Oh, the- I, li- I like the song Megalomania. I, I just, 
like I said, that's where the cracks start to show. And that song is just a good example of what I was talking about. But. In, de- in defense of, of Greg, here's what he's saying. You take a song like Spiral Architect. You take a song like Megalomania. I rest my case. Big difference. I get yep. that. Uh, Murphy, the only weak point on Sabotage was I am going, am I going insane? I like that song. Uh, and Troy says in 88, he bought uh, No Rest for the Wicked and we sold our soul. So I'm biased to the to Ozzy and Sabbath. I'll say another unpopular opinion. I think the two Iomi albums that he did with Glenn Hughes in the 2000s, I think those are wor- more worthy of the Sabbath name than 13. And to me, it's like, I will include those between the um, forbidden devil, you know, period as Sabbath albums. I will do that because they're good albums. They really are good albums. And to me, it's like, you know, it's Iomi working with a singer, bassist Glenn Hughes, who knows how to write and perform good songs. So, which is far more than I could say about you, Ozzy, but I digress. (laughs) What do you mean? Precisely my point. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well, this is a fun show. I didn't think it was going to be. Texas Troy. Oh, the DEP recordings. Ones are damn good. I like Texas Troy. He's my new favorite guy. In fact, I'm going to subscribe to him. Look at that, Troy. You got to subscribe from uh, Lou. I'm not going to subscribe to you, though. No, no, I'll, I'll do it later. Um, anything going on, Lou? Well, I'm waiting for the hate to come on blabbermouth.net. Fat boy on Rat's Eye Review hates on 13. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely make it a, a, a little short thing on YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah like- I get a lot of views for that. Uh, Murphy says Sabotage was a dark album, darker than most. Very true uh, at that time. Greg, anything going on with you? Nah, not lately, really. No. Loving that Kelly Frost box set, but uh, oh, give my ratings here too. 13 is definitely a zero. Um, Devil, you know, I don't like it as much as Lou does. I'd give it uh, an eight. An eight. I don't have any ratings. And, and, you know, um, like Lou mentioned as well, an important thing about the Devil, you know, too, is um, it was the first time, well, aside from the Dio years comp, you really got to hear Sabbath come back with full force and heart because Forbidden's a contract fulfiller. And while I do like some of it, but you know, they don't sound all that into it. And then they didn't on the preceding albums either. So it was like they were back, man. All right. Yep. I totally agree. Um, what do I have going on? Anything? Oh, well, we do have um, Seven Angel rehearsal on Friday, so that's cool. Yeah, if I show up. If you show up. We need you. You're the drummer. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, Wilk to fill in or whatever the hell his name is. Oh, uh, Troy said he will sub to your channel, though. Uh, Didn't know you had one. Thank you. Yeah, not many people do. And he said, don't sub him. He has no content. Content. No, I was going to say before I forget again, I'm what? still working on bringing back streams from the grave. Just things haven't been working out with time slots with me and uh, it's slowly but surely it'll happen. But it'll happen. And if you guys got any suggestions, Coney Hatch, 
album. What's that? Coney Hatch. <laughs> Cutting uh, Cutty Hatch. I think I have out of hand. Pretty sure. Um, the only thing that is going on is uh, I'm kind of breaking away from the network just for a while, at least till I can have some time to do some things. So you're not going to see a lot of the, the other shows that are usually uploading their shows onto the Rat Saddle Review Network um, for a while. But uh, we'll see what happens afterwards. Not, you know, I, I'd love everybody and everybody can go to the RatsaddleReview.com website. I'm leaving everybody's stuff up on the YouTube and on the on the uh, podcast version. So all this stuff will still be there. And the links to their, their YouTube channels and, and websites or whatever is still going to be on our, our uh, website. So you can go there and, and find everybody. So at um, some point, maybe everybody come back. But what? No, I, I the website, it, it does take a lot of effort to update. But, you yeah. know, I've, I've already offered my services to Wayne to help out with the social media and with the um, with uploading everyone's content onto the anchor page and the YouTube page. So. You know, we're still going to be coming out with content. It's just, you know, life gets in the way. But, you know, we're still going to be coming out with new content every Wednesday live on YouTube. And, you know, we we, we still got our, our homies, the uh, BS sessions with Mark and Jerry. We still got just the cheese, please, with Tara and Adam. So, you know, um, and Old Man Metal just actually uh, released his newest episode. Yes, he did. His top oh. uh, albums from uh, last year. Pretty cool show. It's got some uh, cool death metal albums on there. And uh, Troy, we did do Abigail too, like um, a month ago. So where the hell have you been? Yeah, man, that's like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely like three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, I had to check out the old man metal thing. But you remember, as to speaking of Tara and Adam, I was talking a while ago about an 80s movie, and I couldn't remember anything about it other than it had a ninja in it, Lou. You and I were talking about it. Well, I finally found it and watched it again last night. Ninja 3, The Domination. You did not find Ninja 3. Yes, I did. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking for Jim Cotta. I, I got to see that at least once. Speaking of ninja, I used to I used to what? like um, the American Ninja movies. Did you ever watch those? Yes, <laughs> they're so bad. But they, when I was younger, they were funny. They were cool. Oh, that that's the only reason I like Ninja Three. It's fun to laugh at. But yeah. uh, I mean, well, you picked Motorama, so yeah, you know it's, my taste. I I, I pick anything Greg picks is better than anything you pick Wayne (laughs) I just I still can't believe you find that movie funny that just blows my mind I still that movie's good well I just I just want to recollect one thing the first ninja film that was the one with Franco Nero right correct okay none of the three of them are actually related other than the fact that uh ninjas in the globus kept putting the ninja title on it well, of course, they were, they were the go-go boys. They were the kings of exploitation cinema. You know, I mean, they made Lloyd no, Kaufman. No, Roger look- Corman was. They were the dime store Roger Corman, which led to some interesting flicks. <laughs> but they also had their hits and their big budgets for things like Cobra, you know? I mean. True, but let's not forget, Sp- Superman 4 taught us that humans can breathe in space. <laughs> oh, God. That was so bad. I mean, you know, hey, I thank God for Bloodsport. I mean, they did come out with Bloodsport, but uh, and they did come out with Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. But I mean, they made the films of Lloyd Kaufman and Troma look legitimate. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a fact. 
Um, the, the the horrible thing about the first ninja film with uh, Franco Nero, Franco Nero is an Italian actor. Yep. He was dubbed in English, but it was so bad. <laughs> it was so freaking bad. I just, I, I love three because, you know, she's possessed by. Yes, that has like an exorcist theme behind it. Yeah, it's, it's just absurd. And I mean, the opening scene, the massacre at the golf course is. <laughs> oh, the 80s, we miss you. Yeah, that's uh, such good laughs, man. Yeah. Murphy says we should do a series on the early Raven albums. The I'd be for that. What albums? Raven. Raven. Oh, yeah. Another band I never really listened to. I uh, really I love Raven. Just wish I never pissed John Gallagher off at that one concert where I was way too drunk. Sorry about that, John. Uh, what did you do? Yeah. I don't remember. I was blackout drunk. You think he remembers? I, worth I asking. hope it wasn't that bad, but <laughs> no, I, my, two of my friends just said, yeah, I don't know what you said to him, but he just fucking Americans and stormed <laughs> off from you. Um, if, if I had to guess, because I was having a good time talking to him, I'd assume I got a little too hammered and started ragging on him about the pack is back and shit like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see me doing that. I'm sure well, it's like, over by now. That's like me when I told uh, Kevin Dubrow. Um, what are my exact words? Thank God Randy Rhodes died before you guys got popular. I think I said uh, to that. <laughs> I, 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 you know, no, no, it, it was more insulting. It, it sounds. That statement, the way I said it, sounds like I was insulting Randy Rhodes when I wasn't. I was insulting him because, you know, he always says, oh, yeah, Randy Rhodes and I uh, formed Quiet Riot. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I think at 19 years old, I, th- I said something a lot more worse than that directed at Kevin DeBro. He almost chased me out of the voodoo lounge in Bayside. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Whatever. Too funny. But uh, thank you guys for watching. I had a lot of fun, especially with the uh, the chats here with uh, Troy and, and Murphy in the chat. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so I hope yeah. a lot more people join the show. I like when we have people watching and joining that. Yes. Murph, Texas Troy, thank you. Yep, thank you very much for watching. And uh, for those who aren't in the chat and just watching the show and listening, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, yes, see you, Murphy. Sorry, been so long. Yes. Uh, please come back next time. <laughs> Um, and send all your hate mail to me directly on the Music is Live podcast YouTube channel. Yeah. Send it all to Lou Mavs. Uh, so, yes, go subscribe, ratsoutreview.com. Um, and anything else? SeveredAngel.com soon. Soon, soon. Working over the tweaks with uh, my buddy, Mr. Bob Mango. Um, you know, just, just word of word of advice to all the people out there. Make sure that if it looks good on desktop, it looks just as good on mobile. That's mm. that's it. It's a tough thing to do. Yeah. And, and our first single is coming out March 31st. Uh, the song In the Red. So that'll well, be fun. First single for the album. First single. Yes, whatever. They know what I'm talking about. First single for the I, album. I, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, more will be told about the album soon. So until then, see you next week. Demone.
evening. Good night. 13 sucks. Sweet yes, it blows dogs for dimes. Not even <laughs> good enough for quarters. <laughs>